This path will lead you to an unholy place, a cemetery. Hello everybody, Foggy Jack here, the Lost Boy, Oddball of Magic, and the host of the Foggy Jack 13 Podcast. I'll meet you down in the pumpkin patch where the haunters meet the haunted. When I was a teenager, I moved cross-country to a town where I knew nobody. Not a single soul. It was a lonely existence, made only worse by the fact that we had moved in the middle of the school year. Everyone was already sorted off into cliques and groups, and I was left out. To top it off, I wasn't very outgoing, and didn't make friends easily, so I mostly kept to myself during the school day eating in the cafeteria, and walking the hallways alone. Pretty much the only time that anybody spoke to me was when a group of laughing, cackling kids came up to me, asked if I lived on Glensdale Drive, which I did, and told me to stay away from the dilapidated, abandoned house on the corner. When they said it, I knew exactly which house they meant. It stood out like a sore thumb, with its peeling yellow paint, sagging front porch, some shutters hanging askew, some missing entirely. When I inquired why I should stay away, they just cackled louder and hurried off. On the way home that day, as I passed the yellow house, I couldn't help but stop and stare. With the messed up and missing shutters, it looked like the house was grinning evilly, sort of like a jack-o'-lantern's gaping mouth. Don't ever enter this house. I must have levitated. Caught up in my thoughts, I hadn't seen the old lady approach. But there she was, hunched over, saggy, wrinkled, greyish skin, coughing and wheezing, and she gave off this strange, disgusting odour. I gagged a bit. Had she come out of the house? From down the sidewalk? I had no idea. When she smiled at me, I couldn't help but stare at her mouth. Half her teeth were missing, the other half a sickly yellow. I probably recoiled, and she said, If you think I'm just trying to scare you away, you're right. I couldn't help but muster a... I'm... sorry? She coughed practically hacking up a lung, trying to catch a breath, and started again. I'm not some crazy old lady, just ranting and raving. Keep away from this house. If you go inside, things will happen. Bad things. I wanted to run away, mainly just to get a breath of fresh air. The foul stench emanating from her mouth was almost intolerable. But I couldn't leave. I had to know what she was talking about. Do you live here? I asked, nodding at the house. She just laughed. A terrible, psychotic laugh that led to more hacking and coughing. Nobody lives here. I couldn't resist asking, 
What sort of bad things will happen if I go inside? And then, she launched into her story. I was a teenager when I moved into the neighborhood. Our first week here, we heard the urban legend of the house. She paused, assuming I knew what she was referring to. It was clear I didn't. She continued. The house is haunted. Not like in the movies. There are no creaking noises or lights mysteriously flickering on and off. No ghosts or evil spirits flying around. No, it's way worse than that. It's not even a house, really. It's more like... She paused, at a loss for words, then continued. Like a creature of some sort. Something awful and alive. I was mesmerized. I literally couldn't move. I couldn't even ask any questions. She went on. My brother and sister, we were told that nobody had ever gone into the house and came out the same. That was the legend. When we pressed for more details, the kids said they heard the story from some other people. But if we didn't believe them, then by all means we should go test it out. So that's what we did. There was something about her. The way her eyes never looked away from mine. The intensity of her voice. The way she kept talking, even through her gurgling, coughing fits. I could tell she was lying. She definitely believed she was telling the truth. Whether it was true or whether she was simply insane, I wasn't sure. You mean you actually went in? I asked. She nodded yes. One day, after school, it was our first week here. We had nothing better to do. We figured we could impress all the other kids. Maybe they'd think we were cool. Anyway, we knew it was just a stupid legend. So, we took the dare. It was around five o'clock, and it was still light out. So, we felt pretty safe. Plus, there were three of us. We'd always been tight. Our family moved around a lot. So, we never had a lot of friends. But, we had each other. I could relate. I had a younger brother was pretty much the only kid who would talk to me since we moved into town. Well, the front door was unlocked, so we went in and looked around. Totally empty. Nobody had lived there for years. Dust everywhere. All the shades were drawn, so it was a bit dark. But the downstairs seemed pretty normal. Beat-up furniture in the living room. The kitchen mostly empty except for a few random plates and glasses in the cabinets. Finding nothing of interest, we headed upstairs to the second floor. And that's where things turned. She paused for one of her coughing, hacking fits, tried to clear her throat. I felt bad for her, wished I had a bottle of water or something to offer her. But she finished coughing and continued. When we got to the top of the stairs, we paused and looked around. Nothing unusual here either. 
just a few ugly paintings hanging in the hallway. We made our way to the first door on our right and went in. It was a girl's room, all pink and purple. The bed had one of those canopies with four posts, and some see-through fabric draped all around it. As we entered, we caused the fabric to swish back and forth, like a ghost was moving through the room. My young sister gasped a bit, but we assured her there was no ghost. The fabric stopped swaying, and she calmed down. There wasn't much left in the room. An old bureau with a dusty mirror on top. So much dust you couldn't even see your own reflection. In fact, there was so much dust everywhere that we left tracks wherever we walked. And they were the only footprints in the house. It was clear that we were the only kids who had ever taken the dare and gone inside. Again, the old woman was overtaken by a coughing fit. I stood there helplessly while she battled for control of her own body. Do you want me to get some water? I didn't even know where I was suggesting we go. My house was close by, but did I really want to bring her into my house? She brushed me off, clearing her throat and finally continuing. There's no time. I have to finish this story before it's too late. So we were in the bedroom, and my older brother dared me to open the closet door, which I did. The hinges creaked as I pulled it back and peered inside. It was empty, so we started to head out. But we froze, dead in our tracks, when the walls started to move. I couldn't help but interrupt. What do you mean the walls started to move? Like, there was shaking? There was an earthquake? She shook her head no. It wasn't an earthquake. The walls began rippling, almost like the wallpaper was coming loose. But there wasn't any wallpaper. The walls were painted pink and purple. Well, at least it looked pink when we walked in. But when the walls came alive, the pink began to disappear, like blood draining from a body, and was slowly replaced by grey, a cold, dark grey that made the room feel like a cave. Are you sure you weren't imagining all of this? The urban legend got into your head, maybe? No, the kids hadn't told us anything specific. What reason would we have to imagine walls suddenly rotting away like that? Plus, my brother and sister saw the exact same thing. No, it was really happening. Trust me. My little sister started crying and freaking out. We tried to calm her down, but we were starting to lose it too. I grabbed her hand and was about to pull her towards the door we'd come in through, but I couldn't find it. The door was somehow gone. The walls kept rippling and shriveling, like they were made of flesh. On the other side of the room was another door that was open, leading to the next room. The doorway started to shrivel and disappear too. I pushed the two of them towards it, and we all stumbled across the room, tripping and falling through the opening. 
just before it sealed shut behind us. Another pause, more hacking. I tried to process what was happening. The level of detail in this delusion was staggering. It wasn't like she was making it up as she went along either. No, in her mind, this is clearly how things happened. She was recounting a chain of events that, for her, was completely true. By this point, I was certain she was some homeless lady, badly in need of medical care. But she pushed on. Now, we were in a boy's room. The walls painted blue, along with some footballs and baseballs. There was weird odour. At first I thought, it was just because it was a boy's room. She paused. No offence. I forced a smile. None taken. She continued. It smelled acrid and stale. Like a trash can bonfire was burning away. The smell got stronger and stronger. Then we realised that the room was filling with some sort of cloud or smoke. Only... There wasn't any fire, at least none we could see. No, it was like this foul, toxic gas was just seeping out of the walls. We started gagging and gasping for air. We knew we had to get out right away. Yet something kept us standing there. My siblings were transfixed by the house and its bizarre transformations. I was falling under the spell too but shook it off, dropped to the floor like they tell you to do during a fire, and pulled them down with me. That seemed to snap them out of it, but the thick, nasty cloud was just as bad down there. It was almost impossible to see now, and we were crawling around blindly, flailing, trying to find the door. Then, we found it, pushed it open, and crawled out finding ourselves back in the hallway. We scrambled to our feet, hurried back to the stairs, and were about to go down, when we saw the handrail start to wobble and wiggle, and the carpet, which was a salmon pinkish colour, started to get darker, like it was turning brown right before our eyes. Maybe there was a fire, I chimed in. Maybe that explains what was going on. The walls melting from the heat, the smoke filling the room, now the carpet getting burnt. I'm telling you, she answered, close to yelling now. The carpet wasn't on fire. It was changing or rotting. Then the stairs started to cave in, a few of them completely falling away. And the railing, which was painted a bright white, started to collapse. One by one, the white wooden poles holding up the banisters started to break off and fall to the living room below. If we waited another second, we'd be trapped upstairs with that smoke starting to fill the hallway behind us. So I literally pushed my brother and sister down the stairs. We stumbled all the way to the bottom, slipping and sliding on the carpet, which was wet and brown and sticky almost like mud or something. She stopped the story for another coughing jag. 
she couldn't clear the gunk out of her throat. I honestly didn't know if she was going to make it to the end of the story. We got to the bottom of the stairs and barreled out the front door and down the path leading to the sidewalk, where we stopped to catch our breath. By that time, it was late. The sun had set and it was one of those crisp, clear nights when the moon lights everything up, almost like the day hadn't ended. We didn't know what to do or say. We were in shock, just standing there. And before we knew it, we turned into this. She held out her arms, gesturing at herself. But another coughing fit took over, and this time she doubled over, almost collapsing to the ground. I reached out to steady her, and she slowly stood back up. She was in bad shape. I could swear her skin was even more wrinkled and grey than before. Maybe you need a doctor or something. Do you want me to call 911? She cut me off. There's no time for that. Anyway, there's nothing they can do for me. Why not? I asked. Have you seen a doctor? She shook her head adamantly. I'm not sick. I'm not even old. She insisted. Now, I was beyond confused. I guessed she was about 80 years old. She was definitely sick, if not fatally so. And she had all the classic signs of being a lifelong smoker. The greyish, wrinkled skin. The disgusting breath. The rasping cough and shortness of breath. The yellow teeth and rotting gums. I mean, what the hell was she talking about? The house did this to us. Don't you get it? My lack of comprehension was now intolerable to her. She started full on yelling at me. We got grey and shriveled and wrinkled, just like the walls. And that smoky cloud messed up our lungs. And our teeth rotted and fell out, just like the white posts of that handrail. It was the house. We walked in three normal healthy teenagers and came out looking like this stay away tell all your friends tell everybody nobody will listen to me they all think i'm some raving senile lunatic the whole time she'd been telling the story i'd felt unnerved even scared but looking at her now i could tell she was just a sick old lady suffering the effects of smoking she had convinced herself this insane story was true, and she wouldn't give up. She needed me to believe her. She wouldn't stop until I believed her. Then where is your brother and sister? She nodded towards the house. They went back in. Why? They said they wanted to see if they could undo what the house did to us. I told them not to go back. I begged them. But I couldn't stop them. They went inside again, and it was like they were drawn back there. Like something was pulling them in. I want to find them, but... Suddenly, she collapsed to the ground, crying and coughing. I pulled out my phone to call 911, but the battery was dead. I'm going to get help. I'll be right back. I ran home 
dashed inside, called 911, told them to come quick, and ran straight back to wait for the ambulance with her. But when I got there, she was gone. On the ground was a student ID card. I picked it up. It belonged to some girl who went to my school. I looked around. Out of the corner of my eye, it looked like the front door of the yellow house slammed shut. Or maybe I was just imagining it. I don't know if she walked away or went back into the house. And I wasn't about to go in and find out. Patreon. Hope to see you all next time down in the pumpkin patch. Thank you, goodbye, and blessed be.